There are people who find it hard to believe that demons are real. Demonic possession is very real and the Bible establishes it. Quite a good number of times in the New Testament, Jesus had to deal with demons, even in some instances when it came to healing the sick. In so many instances, Jesus dealt with demons and people. For instance, in Mark 1.23, Jesus went into the synagogue and the demon and a man began to cry out until Jesus cast it out. Again, Jesus dealt with the legion of demons in the man of Gadara in Mark 5. The man had 6,000 demons in him. Also, in Luke 9.42, the disciples of Jesus could not cast out a demon from a boy brought to them until Jesus arrived and addressed the situation. Demon possession is very real, and the Bible proves that beyond reasonable doubt. There is nowhere in the Bible that tells us that demon possession stopped when the Bible was written. If it happened then, it is still happening now. Their activities in a person's life could be seen visibly. Matthew 12.43-45 says, When an unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walketh through dry places, seeking rest, and findeth none. Then he saith, I will return into my house from whence I came out. And when he is come, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. Then he goeth he, and he taketh with himself seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter in and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. Demons that do not have a dwelling place are usually going about looking for someone who has no spirit controlling them. In fact, demons could hire themselves to live in a man. As seen in the exposition Jesus gave about when a demon is cast out of a man, the moment the demon returns and finds that the person's life is empty and uncontrolled by any spirit, for fear of being cast out the second time, the demon will hire seven more wicked spirits than itself, and the eight of them will make this person their house. Satan's kingdom is highly organized, well-oiled, and cohesive. Demons work together. They are unified against humanity. Look at what Jesus said in Matthew 12, 43-45. One evil spirit will go get seven more evil spirits to come live in a person. Demons work well together. Their egos don't get in their way of their objective. One spirit will gladly call others into its house just so that they will not be cast out. It's sad to see that demons can work together better than some church members. This doctrine against that doctrine, this denomination against that denomination, this ethnicity against that ethnicity. If your Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one and only way to God the Father, then you are my brother and my sister. The body of Christ needs to stop being so divided. You even see church congregations divided. Jesus said in Matthew 12, 25, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself shall not stand. Satan's kingdom is not against itself. They are unified and determined to take as many people with them to hell. Look at how unified they are. We know the story of the man with a legion of devils. Listen to the confrontation between Jesus and the legion of devils. Please note a legion is between 3,000 and 6,000 devils. Mark 5, 6 through 9. But when he saw Jesus afar off, he ran and worshiped him, and cried with a loud voice, and said, What have I to do with thee, Jesus, thou Son of the Most High God? I adjure thee by God, that thou torment me not. For he said unto him, Come out of the man, thou unclean spirit. And he asked him, 
What is thy name? Here is what I want you to pay attention to. And when he answered, saying, My name is Legion, for we are many. Did you notice how he went from singular to plural? My name is Legion, for we are many. They are united. A young man shared his family's testimony about demonic possession. While staying at his cousin's house, his cousin's new stepfather was involved in occult practices. So on one occasion when he went there, the stepfather took him and his cousin to attend one of his rituals, and from that moment he changed. The cousin's stepfather gave him a necklace and told him never to throw it away and for him to always wear it. Fast forward to the young man being an adult. He gave his life to the Lord and he decided to throw the necklace away because he knew it was given to him after performing an occult ritual. The moment he threw it away, all hell broke loose in his life. Demons began to manifest in his home, appearing and disappearing in his mirrors. Objects would be moving around in his house. On more than one occasion, he would enter rooms in the house and there would be swarms of flies in the rooms, but none of the windows would be open. Hollywood could not make stuff up this man experienced. There was a clear satanic attack in his life and it all started as soon as he took off this necklace. And it wasn't just one evil spirit, it was more than one. These demon forces would come attacking him in waves. It was as if one evil spirit would manifest itself and then another one would, and then one after the other. All of them would threaten him to get the necklace back and collect it. He stated, there were at least five evil spirits attacking him. Prior to him throwing his necklace away, he had lived for over 10 years a perfectly normal life. He didn't even know there was such a thing called the supernatural. It all started when he threw this necklace away. Thank God he went to a true Bible-believing church and he was equipped with knowledge he needed to fight these attacks. And over time, the Lord delivered him from the attacks. He never found out the significance of that necklace. He was just happy he was delivered from the forces of darkness that kept trying to attack him. I give you this story as an example to show you that Satan's kingdom is not divided. Now, let's move on to demonic possession. When it comes to possession, what demons do to humans is to make them reflect what they want to do and act the way they want to act. Demons are tyrant spirits. Once they gain entrance into anyone's life, such a person will be compelled by them to act the way they wanted without any choice. No one can accommodate a demon and still have the freedom to live the way he or she likes. In Mark 5, the Bible record shows us a man possessed with 6,000 demons. The demons decided that the man should live in the tombs and he had no option but to do so. When the man saw Jesus, he was not the one that spoke, but the demons that were in him spoke. This is exactly how unfortunate many people have been. Demons speak on their behalf and they do what demons enforce them to do. There are some things that humans do which are just unfathomable to the human mind. For instance, a serial killer. No normal person can do such a thing. No one in their right mind can do anything like that. But our society does not believe in evil spirits and demonic possession. There is a documentary I watched about a woman who was an unbeliever who had serious anger issues. Every time she would go into a fit of rage, she would black out and not remember what had happened. And then she was asked why she went into a fit of rage. She would respond saying, the devil made me do it. Demonic influence is a real thing. After people do something horrible or extremely out of character, haven't you ever heard people say, I don't know what came over me? And a great deal of these people don't know what came over them. They are honestly telling the truth. 
We as Christians, you and I should know that there is a spirit world that exists around us, and we don't only live in a world of humans, but a world of spirits. You see some people committing some acts, and you wonder how anyone could do something so evil and mean as such. The spirit of lust is in control of some people's lives, and they are driven into different kinds of immoralities. What would have pushed people into these evil actions if there are no spiritual forces behind it? People are no longer ashamed to do evil in broad daylight. Every human you see is a house for a spiritual being. You can never remain empty. Demons always want to forcefully find their expressions through humans. Man cannot survive independently of a spirit. You cannot shut the door of your heart or life from demon intrusion. The only thing you can do is to ensure that the Holy Spirit is occupying your heart. Once your life is filled with the Holy Spirit, no demon can indwell you. 1 Corinthians 3, 6-17 says, Know ye not that ye are the temple of God, and that the Spirit of God dwelleth in you? If any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple ye are. Demons don't just manifest in terms of what happened with that young boy, but they're also very subtle and crafty. You know what? A lot of marriages that end in divorce isn't because the people are bad spouses or bad people. The problem is not them. There is something that doesn't like marriage. The devil hates the constitution marriage between a husband and wife. He hates it, and he will do everything in his power to break it up. Your challenge may not be your spouse. Your challenge may be the thing spoken of in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. Don't argue and fight your spouse. Join forces and identify whether there is something that is trying to wedge between your marriage. You two are still the same people that fell in love with one another years ago. And if you can't join forces and your partner doesn't see what's trying to break you up, go into your closet and pray against it and fight for your marriage. Do you know that there's a spirit of lying? There are people who can't tell the truth to save their lives. All they do is tell lie after lie after lie. They can't tell truth because that spirit of lying won't let them. There is even a spirit of lust that pulls and urges people to fulfill their lustful desires. So why are they after us? Why are demons after humans? The answer is simple. We are made in God's image. God's love for me and for you is something that we could preach about for 10,000 lifetimes and we would never get to the end of it. And they know this. Their issue is not with you. They couldn't care less about you. There is an issue with Almighty God, and seeing as they cannot do anything to God, they go after us, the object of God's affection. God loves you more than he loves this world. Even with how beautiful this world is, with all its beauty and all its natural beauty, yet God loves you more than this world. God loves you more than he loves the stars in the sky, even though they shine bright and they decorate the universe. Yet God loves you more than them. Humanity is the apex of all of God's love. Or should I say you? Yes, you are the apex of God's love. The apex of God's majesty. So demons can hurt God through hurting you. God doesn't like seeing his children oppressed and bound by demons. God doesn't want to see his child pushed around and beaten around by spirits. But you know what the wonderful thing is? The wonderful thing is, we don't have to take it. We don't have to be pushed around. 
We don't have to live in fear. We have been given authority to drive him out of life, to drive him out of our homes, to drive him out of finances. And the devil knows that. But do you? Mark 1, 22 and 23. And they were astonished at his doctrine, for he taught them as one that had authority, and not as the scribes. And there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out. There are some subject matters that would have caused serious controversy in the body of Christ today except that they were spoken of directly by our Lord Jesus Christ. One of those subject matters is that of demon possession. Jesus never ran away from the subject of demons and demonology. He confronted the subject head-on. We see Christians who believe that demons aren't real. You will find churches who don't deal with the subject of demons. I personally am a Bible believer. And this same Bible that tells me that Jesus died for my sins is the same Bible which tells me about demons. There are some who believe that demonic activity was more common during the Bible times. But there is nothing in the Bible that should make us believe this. The truth is, demon possession in the New Testament occurred with some regularity. Interestingly enough, demonic possession was blamed for a lot of things that we in our day today would classify them as physical illnesses. It would be dangerous to label everyone who is ill with demon possession, because we know that some illnesses are purely biological. But I do believe, 100%, our age grossly underestimates demonic involvement today. Now, a lot of people dismiss demonic activity in the New Testament as nothing more than superstition and ignorance attributed to the day and the time people lived. And now, with all our technological advancements and our knowledge, we know so much more and don't need to concern ourselves with anything like this in the Bible. The Bible didn't tell us that all demons have been cast out of this world and this world is a demon-free world. The Bible actually tells us the exact opposite, that in the last days more demons would come. Revelation 9, 1-3 And the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. And he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit, as the smoke of a great furnace. And the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. And there came out of the smoke locusts upon the earth. And unto them was given power, as the scorpions of the earth have power. The truth is, if you believe what the Bible says, you know that we don't walk and live amongst humans alone. But we live and operate amongst humans and spirits. And in the age we live in right now, we are living in the time of spiritual powers like this world has never known before. And it is time that you and I come to that reality, because that is what the Bible tells us. In Mark 1, 22 and 23, we found out that a demon can be in a church. 
A man with an unclean spirit was in the synagogue as Jesus taught the people and the unclean spirit cried out through him. Exposure to things such as spiritism, astrology, occult practices are dangerous. They open doors to the demonic world that are better left closed. Involving yourself in some activities opens yourself up to demon portals. There are instances in the Bible where we see demon portals. The verse I read earlier in Revelation chapter 9 verses 1 to 3 highlights where a large demon portal will be open and literally demons will come into this world with their king, Abaddon the Destroyer. In some people's homes, they have opened themselves up to such activities. There is a testimony of the missionary Alfred Howard Carter and his missionary partner Lester Sumrall. They were traveling across the world in their missionary work, and on one occasion they were on a particular island, and they were preaching and ministering on the island, one end of it to the other end. And on one occasion, they stayed in a home of a particular family. They described it as a wonderful home, a very large home. The family was an extremely wealthy family, and their home was near enough the size of a mansion. The family opened up the house to them, and they received an invitation to stay in their home. The man of that house had seven unclean spirits who lived in him. Rather than the man being the man of the house, it appeared that these unclean spirits were the ones in charge of that house. They called the shots in that home, which I found strange as to why they were allowed these ministers of the gospel to stay there. One example they gave was that these spirits would not allow the wife to sleep in the same bed with her husband. And when she attempted to do so, the spirits would pull her out of the bed and she found black spots all over her body. These spirits would not allow her to stay in the same room as her husband, even though the husband himself wanted her to stay in the room with him at night. And on one occasion, when these two missionaries were staying there after the man went to work, the wife showed them the altar where these seven spirits manifested from. It was a very strange altar with objects hanging from it. So that night, when the gentlemen stayed in that house, they shared a room, and in the middle of the night there, they were woken up by spirits. Something stood at the foot of their bed, what they described as an entity. A dark figure stood at the foot of their bed, and the spirit said aggressively, Howard, what are you doing in this house? Both men were woken up startled and shaking, and both started praying and commanded that spirit to leave the room, and it left the room. Unclean spirits are real, just as much as they were real in the Bible days. In Mark 1, and 23, the unclean spirit recognized that Jesus had come to destroy the reign of Satan and challenged Jesus. Jesus quickly and easily overpowered him. This is the first of many times that Jesus defeated the hosts of Satan. Mark emphasized this theme more than the other gospel writers. We see in the book of Mark so many instances where Jesus overpowered the forces of darkness, 
Mark 1.34, And he healed many that were sick of divers' diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. Mark 1.39, And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. Mark 3.15, And to have power to heal sickness, and to cast out devils. Mark 6.13, And they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. Mark 8.33, But when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Over and over again, we see our Lord Jesus casting out devils and not running away from them and not ignoring their reality. God wants His people to know the truth, and if you want to know the truth, you will find it in the Bible. God doesn't want us to be ignorant to the devil and his plans. God wants us to know that great is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If God didn't want us to know about demons, why would he put it in his Bible? The world is full of people who have opened themselves up to demon portals. And you and I can't be ignorant. We need to know that there is a real spiritual battle that is spilling out into our world. The devil wants to take over. And the best and easiest way for him to do so is for us to ignore his presence and his reality. There is that famous quote, The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. We, as children of God, don't have to be afraid, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The power of God is in you. You have the name of Jesus, and every knee bows at the name of Jesus. Every demonic structure falls at the name of Jesus. Demons are cast out at the name of Jesus. There is victory in that name. There is power in that name. There is hope and holiness in that name. There is no other name higher than the name of Jesus. Sometimes these spirits maneuver people, making them to act in certain ways or speaking through them. For instance, the man possessed with the unclean spirit cried out by reason of that spirit in verse 24 to 26, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who art thou, the Holy One of God. And Jesus rebuked him, saying, Hold thy peace, and come out of him. And when the unclean spirit had torn him, and cried with a loud voice, he came out of him. Everyone is filled with a spirit, and as a child of God, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If someone is not filled with the Holy Spirit, they are filled with something else. Demons are real. 
this is a subject that we read about. Some of us don't understand it. Some of us like to run away from it. And this is the subject of demons. Just like angels are real beings, demons are also real. Demons are everywhere just like the angels are everywhere too. One thing you should know about them that is important is that they are the opposite of the angels. This is like good and bad, the same way they are different. You can never see a demon doing good things. I know many of us might argue that demons can help people or do good things. Truly some people have been possessed by demons and they can speak true things. They can predict the future, and they can identify dangers. We have seen this in the Bible and it is happening in the world today. It is unfortunate that many Christians don't want to accept what the Bible says about demons and demonic activity. There is a real confrontation between the kingdom of heaven and the forces of darkness. If you open up the four Gospels time and time again, we see our Lord Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, overpowering and exercising his authority over any demon, over any devil, and over any unclean spirit. Jesus is superior to all evil spirits. Jesus did not tiptoe around the subject of demons or avoid it like a lot of churches do now. He confronted them head on. There was a testimony I heard of a preacher who has now gone to be with the Lord. He spoke of how in a town local to him there was a very strange story published in a local newspaper. It spoke of a family whose home would have different objects thrown against their house. Bricks, stones, tools and sand, whatever was around the house was used to be thrown against the house. But every time the house would be hit by these stones, no one was outside or around. The man of the house would run out to check if anyone was there, but no one was there. Whatever threw these stones did not stay outside the house but made its way inside. The whole family would witness objects moving and no one carrying them around. Chairs levitating, turning upside down and other objects as well. One of the first occasions this happened, the whole family left the home to stay at a hotel. Whenever they were at the hotel, nothing would happen. They would live a normal life without experiencing any demonic activity. They had to return home because of financial reasons. After a week they went back to their home and nothing happened for the first few days. But then one night, the mother and one of the children saw shadows literally walking through the walls. At this point the family was desperate and a friend connected them with this pastor. The pastor came over and led them in a sinner's prayer and they gave their life to Christ. The demonic manifestation stopped for a period of time, however. The family was adamant 
on leaving the house. So eventually the family moved into a new home. And the week they moved into a new home, everything started up again and it got worse. They would hear music in the house playing loudly at 3am. It would wake them all up and they would not know where it is coming from. Music blasting, but there was no source of the music. They would go to sleep at night to wake up and find their bedrooms rearranged in a mess. Before only the mother and one of the children would see the shadow figures walking around, now all of them saw the shadow figures appearing and disappearing. It was as if the demon spirits had come back with a vengeance. The aggression frequency of the demon activity in their house had increased dramatically. It was as if the demons that were there had gone to collect other demons more evil than them. So they called the pastor and he sat down with them and began to try to locate the root cause of all of this. After some investigation, the pastor pinpointed the date it all started. All of this started after they came back from a holiday. The pastor asked them, did you bring anything back from your holiday? And they answered yes. And one of the things they brought back was a small statue of a small god they put in their back garden. The pastor knew instantly that this was the source of their problem. He could tell it was an occult stature. He took it along with the father of the house and destroyed it at the disposal unit far away from their house. They returned home and blessed their new home, and they never had any more demonic experiences. Demons are a reality in the Bible, and they are also a reality in our society. We cannot afford to be ignorant of these things called demons. We must not be naive to the ways they work. They are not friends. They are enemies that you must fight always. There is no such thing as a friendly demon. There is no such thing as a friendly ghost. There is no such thing as a good demon. Demons don't make peace with believers. They don't seek peace for the believers. You need to know your stand. You need to know how they attack. You need to know the things they do. I am a Bible believer. I believe every single word in this book and the Bible told you and me that demons are real. You cannot fight an enemy that you refuse to acknowledge its existence. The Bible did not tell us to run from them or to shy away from them. Mark 16 verse 17 And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. The verse does not say in my name you shall be scared of devils or you shall ignore them as if they don't exist. It says in my name shall they cast out devils. God's power is greater than the devil's power. You don't have to be afraid of the devil and his demons. You don't have to run away in fear. Jesus said, the gates of hell cannot prevail against his church. Don't live in fear. It doesn't matter what the devil does. God can do more. 
and it doesn't matter how many demons come, God can deliver you. Satan wants people to believe that demons don't exist so they can easily be used. The devil wants the world to be ignorant of demons so that they will have access to every life. Unfortunately, many Christians don't know the kind of power they have to command the demons to leave them. We run up and down looking for who will help us when Jesus already collected the authority in heaven and earth and then gave it to us. It is ignorance that will make you as a Christian allow the demons to take charge of your life. God has given you the authority. You are filled with power. Use it. The demons are happy that you don't know the power you carry in you. They are happy you cannot even command them with boldness. The Bible says in Philippians 2 verse 9 to 11, Wherefore God also hath highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth, and that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. Guess what happened after Jesus was given all the authority? Luke 10 verse 19, I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions, and to overcome all the power of the enemy, nothing will harm you. He gave everything to you. He did not withhold any of it. He gave it all to you. Demons know this. They will never want you to know the real deal, and they will always come after you. One of the ways they do this is by rolling out their doctrines, their teachings. They are teaching people the wrong things, and the Bible made that clear. 1 Timothy 4 verse 1 now the Spirit speaketh expressly, that in the latter times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Are you still doubting the existence of demons? The reason is that you are listening to their teachings. You are allowing yourself to be lured away from God. One of the greatest doctrines of devils is the doctrine they don't exist. You cannot fight an enemy which you don't acknowledge their existence. Don't allow them to blind you with their teachings that they don't exist. They are real and you must fight them all the time. Learn to open your mouth and command in the name of Jesus. There is a strange fascination in the world with the supernatural. People feel and know that there is something more than this natural world that we see and touch. They know that there is something that lies beyond our five senses. And there are people who would even go looking for the supernatural. People who are called ghost hunters, demon chasers. The church is strangely divided on the supernatural. Half the Christian church turns a blind eye to it. They say, we don't believe supernatural or paranormal things happen. We don't want to hear about it. We don't want to talk about it. And we would rather run and avoid the topic altogether. 
The other half of the church is not afraid of the supernatural and knows that the Bible speaks of a lot of supernatural things. And the Bible even tells us of supernatural prophetic events that will happen in the future. At one point or another, you must have heard of ghosts, whether it was through a movie or through a book. One way or another, you will have heard of them. Now, the first question is, from a biblical perspective, are ghosts real? The answer to that question is based on what you mean by the term ghost. If you define a ghost as an apparition of a dead person, which is believed to appear or become manifest to the living, typically as a nebulous image, then no. The Bible tells us clearly in Hebrews 9.27, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. According to the Bible, the spirits of people do not wander. They do not go from place to place and so on. They face judgment and either go to one of two places, heaven or hell. There is no neutral ground or time spent on the earth haunting a place. However, if you define ghost as a spirit being, the answer to that question is, yes, they are real. Spirit beings can be either good or bad. We see in the Bible time and time again evidence of spirit beings manifesting themselves into our physical world. God's holy angels are real, and they are ministering angels. Hebrews 1.14 Are they not all ministering spirits, sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs to salvation? They guard and obey the commands of God. Demons are evil spirits, and there is nothing friendly about demons. They are destructive, evil, and unrelenting spirits. One thing you need to know is that they are deceptive spirits. 2 Corinthians 11, 14, and 15 And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Just as the angels have access to a house or people's homes, demons and evil spirits also have access to people's homes. The kind of spirits in homes is determined by the people who are in that house and what they do or say. As Christians, the kind of spirit that we would love to be in our homes is the Spirit of God and God's holy angels. Every house, building, or place has an atmosphere in that place. You can't expect a home that practices occult involvement to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The atmosphere you have in a gentleman's club is completely different to the one you have in a church. The atmosphere you have in a casino is completely different to the one you have in a church. We want the Holy Spirit to be in charge of our homes so that we will be blessed abundantly. Objects we need to talk more about this because many Christians are harboring demons in their homes in the name of art. Christians are inviting demons and evil spirits in their homes in the name of design. Why do you need a wallpaper of the devil in your home? Why do you need a statue of a dragon in your home? You don't need to be a theologian to know that is a bad idea. Some Christians will see an object that they know is a cursed object and still acquire them because they want to beautify their homes. Look, there are better things that will beautify your home than bringing in extra problems for yourself. We need to start opening our eyes to see things. 
we need to start getting rid of all these cursed objects and homes. For how long will you hold these things in for them to destroy your home and you? Some people will be using jewelry with dragon occult symbols and think there is no harm in it. There was a story of a woman who would have episodes of rage. She could not control her anger. This started completely out of the blue for her. She went for counseling to her pastor. The pastor prayed and nothing happened. He did all he could, but there was no sign of deliverance. Later, God told this pastor to remove the neck chain she was using and break it. After he removed it and broke it, they found an inscription that says, Sold to Satan. The pastor did not pray much later before she was delivered. Many of us carry cursed objects just in the name of fashion, and we bring problems into our homes. I still can't get why many Christians don't believe there are cursed objects. You may think these things happen in movies alone. They are things happening around the world. Save yourself and run from these cursed objects. I want to challenge us today. I want us to go and take any cursed object in our homes and get rid of them. I know many will say they have acquired it with a huge amount of money, but the truth is, the damage and affliction they will bring to your life, no amount of money will be able to solve it. I am not saying this to scare you, I just want you to be exposed to the truth. To be sincere, not all paintings or objects are evil, not all of them. But why do you need to buy a lamp that is in the shape of an occult symbol? That shouldn't be in your home as a child of God. This is why we need the Holy Spirit to help us identify the truth. We see in the book of Mark so many instances where Jesus overpowered the forces of darkness. Mark 1.34 And he healed many that were sick of divers diseases, and cast out many devils, and suffered not the devils to speak, because they knew him. Mark 1.39 And he preached in their synagogues throughout all Galilee, and cast out devils. Mark 3.15 And to have power to heal sickness, and to cast out devils. Mark 6.13 And they cast out many devils, and anointed with oil many that were sick, and healed them. Mark 8.33 but when he had turned about and looked on his disciples, he rebuked Peter, saying, Get thee behind me, Satan, for thou savorest not the things that be of God, but the things that be of men. Over and over again we see our Lord Jesus casting out devils and not running away from them and not ignoring their reality. God wants his people to know the truth, and if you want to know the truth, you will find it in the Bible. God doesn't want us to be ignorant to the devil and his plans. God wants us to know that great is he that is in us than he that is in the world. If God didn't want us to know about demons, why would he put it in his Bible? The world is full of people who have opened themselves up to demon portals. And you and I can't be ignorant. We need to know that there is a real spiritual battle that is spilling out into our world. The devil wants to take over. 
And the best and easiest way for him to do so is for us to ignore his presence and his reality. There is that famous quote, The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. We, as children of God, don't have to be afraid, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The power of God is in you. You have the name of Jesus, and every knee bows at the name of Jesus. Every demonic structure falls at the name of Jesus. Demons are cast out at the name of Jesus. There is victory in that name. There is power in that name. There is hope and holiness in that name. There is no other name higher than the name of Jesus. Sometimes these spirits maneuver people, making them to act in certain ways or speaking through them. Everyone is filled with a spirit, and as a child of God, we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. If someone is not filled with the Holy Spirit, they are filled with something else.